0: Welcome, friends and family, to the ClickCast. I'm your host. Today, it's Rondez. Normally, I'll be saying Big Ron Stud and introducing the other members of the Click. But uh, this is a very special edition of the ClickCast. It's just me, and we're just kind of talking about what brought me here today. I want to talk about um, why wrestling is important to me, Um, what makes me think I can do a podcast. (laughs) Um, Just kind of why why I'm here, why I'm talking about this, why this is something that I thought was of value to to share with other people. Um, so before I get started into this very personal story, that's right, it's personal. Um, before I get started, I want to say that the ClickCast is alive and well. We are doing things. We're making moves. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iHeartRadio. Um, like and join our Facebook page, ClickCast. Um, we're on Instagram, ClickCast333. And we are now also on Twitter. That's right. I'm doing a tweet thing. Um, ClickCast is on Twitter. You can find us there too. So follow us, drop a line, and hopefully um, this could be the start of something big. Uh, that's the goal. That's the plan. Um, so like I said, I wanna talk about why I started the ClickCast and uh why wrestling's been important to me all these years coming up. Um I want to say the story begins in the sixth grade, but it actually starts before that in the fourth grade um <clears throat> I uh went through this crazy deal where a good friend of mine by the name of Kevin Collins he was kidnapped uh never to never to be seen again uh It had a huge upheaval on my life, obviously I mean it was this incredible event that went down that got national news. And uh, it just caused uh, an extreme amount of turmoil for everybody involved, more so his family than mine, obviously. But it was just, it, it turned our whole world upside down, all of us that was involved in this tragedy. Um, I had to leave a school that my family had been a part of for years. My sister graduated, my cousin graduated from there. Um, I'm talking elementary school to middle school, obviously. But um, it was a big part of our And my identity coming up. So, um, excuse me, having to leave that and go to a brand new different school where it was much different makeup than what I was used to. Um, The school I was at, St. Agnes, uh, was uh, fairly diverse. Yeah, let's say fairly diverse. And then I went to another school, which was St. Paul's in the fifth grade. After my school shut down after the tragedy of uh Kevin Collins being kidnapped, I had to transfer schools and that was to St. Paul's. And it was very different. Um it went from not being very diverse to very uh Latino, heavily Latino. And they didn't like me. <laughs> it was uh it was a brand new experience for me to experience this kind of racism. First of all, I never thought I would get that from other brown-skinned people, but that was very much the case. Um I was reminded constantly by teachers and students that I was different, that I was black, I was not like them, and it was just a hard transition. Um, not to say it was like that for everybody. I'm sure other kids went to that school and didn't have the same issues I did. This is my experience. But... um it was a really hard transition for me. And I went through some very lonely times. A lot of times getting out of school, doing whatever I could to play sick, pretend to be hurt, whatever, get out of school because I didn't want to be in the environment. I didn't have a lot of friends and I was never accepted by this place, but that's here nor there. Um, let's say in the sixth grade, I um started hearing kids like you know, you're, you're cool and you talk to kids and you hang out and the style of them were into pro wrestling at the time. And yeah, I'm skipping ahead on the story. So now we're in the sixth grade <laughs> and um, the kids who I'm trying to bond with, I'm trying to be accepted by they're into pro wrestling and they're talking about the Von Ericks and, and how cool they are. No, they were actually talking about the tragedy of David dying and, and a bunch of other things around the Von Ericks and how cool they are. And some of the other wrestlers involved, Chris Adams, um, But who was it? It was the um, Skandor, Akbar Devitation Inc. And so I'm listening and ear hustling and following along. And like, I'm already kind of slightly a wrestling fan. If I can catch it no on TV, I'll watch it. But it's nothing I really sought out. So when these kids were talking about wrestling, I decided, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get involved in this one. Because like I said, I was a side fan, but and I did want to know more about it. And I thought maybe I'd be accepted because of that But anyway, um, so I got into wrestling I started watching Devon Eric's on TV I found them on channel 36 And um huge fan of Iceman King Parsons and Devastation Inc I saw um, Stone Cold, well not Stone Cold Steve Austin make his debut in WCCW I saw um, Cactus Jack Manson make his debut in WCCW um, it was a really cool prom- promotion to watch at the time and was started my wrestling fandom. And of course, from there, I also jumped into uh, Wrestling Superstars, which came on Channel 2 faithfully uh, right before Soul Train, 10 o'clock in the morning. I would watch all those shows and um, I watched this is okay post WrestleMania 1, going into the WrestleMania 2 build. And so it was a big deal. You know, after the big success of WrestleMania 1, everybody was kind of looking to see what was going to happen with WrestleMania two. And it became like a star studded event for the time. Um, They had Mr. T who was big, you know, Mr. T was huge. He was fighting Roddy Piper. They had a a bunch of stars from the NFL involved in a battle Royal, which involved Andre the giant too. And so you had names like um, Bret Hart and Andre um, along with stars from the NFL, like William Perry. And, Um, jeez Christ, Bill Fraley was there, who was from the uh, defensive end, who was a pretty big dude. Um, there's a lot of cats involved, especially from the Chicago Bears, who were really popular at the time. This was supposed to super bears, uh, Super Bowl shuffle and all those good times for the 85 Bears. So, um, uh, Mongo McMichael, that's what I was thinking of. Mongo McMichael was also involved in this battle royal, who later goes on to become a four, one of the four horsemen. Maybe one of the worst Four Horsemen. I mean, I don't know if you get worse than Paul Roma, but he's up there. But anyway, here or there. Um, (laughs) And so I'm watching this build to WrestleMania. I'm getting way excited. Like, and of course, this is like, you know, McMahon at his peak. Now, let's not say the WrestleMania 2 was a great show it was a show that i fell in love with from start to finish by start meaning the build up and watching things happen with uh piper and um who else was involved there was a couple of piper pits that went down there was um just you know the the promos and the pre-hype for the battle royal which was a big deal and obviously i do remember watching the uh saturday night's main event with um Hulk Hogan going against Don Morocco, Don Morocco, and they end up getting jumped by um, King Kong Bundy, and that set up the cage match because King Kong Bundy injured Hogan. You know, he had the big heel come in, and Don Morocco was involved, and he was a terrible heel at the time. Goes on to be a great babyface, I thought. But, um, yeah, it was just this cool event, and this whole thing was going down, and this is, again, this man at this height of doing really great builds, and so um, I didn't get to see the show. <laughs> long story short, this is a longer story, but long story short, I watched this whole build to WrestleMania and was super excited and, and thought I'd be able to get to see it. But I didn't. We didn't have cable, couldn't afford cable. Um, but my auntie, who was very significant in the story, my aunt Jerry actually did have cable. And uh, WrestleMania, I never forget. It came on maybe the next day on Showtime or HBO, and I asked her to tape it for me because she also had a VCR. And she was just a baller back then. Now, very significant part of this story is Auntie Jerry is the mother of who I call my little brother Christian Cage. Now, truth be told, he's actually my cousin, but um. We've been so close coming up. We're more like brothers. And so that's how we always refer to each other. So that's why it is what it is. No questions asked. Don't at me. Um, so ask asked Auntie Jerry to tape WrestleMania 2 for me. And of course she did because she's awesome. And um, I got this tape, maybe got a week later, and I was just like dying to watch this tape. I must have watched WrestleMania 2 150 times to the tape wore out. I um watched every match. I even watched the George Wells and and Jake Roberts match. That's how much I watch that WrestleMania. Um, I watched the Battle Royal. I even okay. I'm not gonna lie. The Brady Piper Mister T boxing match was was terribly boring. I got through that, but whatever. Um, I watched the Hogan um the Hogan match. This Big Blue Steel Cage versus King Kong Bundy. I watched that a dozen times. Now. Truth be told, as much of a Hogan Mark I was, was uh, my favorite match on that show had to be uh, Dream Team versus the British Bulldogs, which probably gave my love of tag team wrestling, too. So um, you'll hear in other podcasts, I'm a huge tag team fan. But again, my whole point being is that this show, to me, was just the coolest thing, and I couldn't get enough of it. Now, looking back... (laughs) For the first maybe four or five WrestleMania, this was probably the worst. <laughs> but it was my WrestleMania. It was the one that I watched first, and I was hooked. And then you go on from there, and um, the next WrestleMania is Andre Hogan. So obviously, that one takes it over the top. Um, one of my, my favorite match of all time was on that show, and that's always going to be Marshall Man versus Ricky Steamboat. My favorite wrestler, Steamboat, and one of the most charismatic wrestlers there ever was, The Macho Man. So, um, yeah, that's always gonna be my favorite match of all time. And I got to, I got to watch that by chance. It's a crazy story. I got to, how I got to watch WrestleMania three. Um, I'm sitting in my neighborhood with. Me and my buddy, and it's a Sunday, and WrestleMania 3 is happening. We watch The Build, and we think it's the coolest thing in the world. And we're just like, wow, we're not going to see it. We're just kind of sitting there bummed out going, man, we're going to miss this great show. We're not going to see Hogan versus Andre. And by chance, our buddy walks by and says, hey, guys, what's up? And we're just like, hey, what you doing, Isaac? I don't know. I remember his name. What are you doing, Isaac? And me and Greg are just sitting there chopping it up. And he goes, hey, I'm about to go and watch WrestleMania. Guys, want to come over and watch, and it was one of those classic moments where we both kind of looked at each other like, Did that just happen? (laughs) And we're like, What? He's like, Yeah, come on and watch. And it was one of the times in my life. And remember, I went to a Catholic school, so I always thought if I disobeyed my parents, I was going to hell. Um, I didn't ask permission, I was much rather on that point where I was going to beg forgiveness. I was going to see this show. And so without asking, without anything, me and Greg looked at each other, got up, and was like, we're there. And we literally just walked to his house, which wasn't that far from mine. But again, if I was going to somebody's house, I was supposed to tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody. I took off to watch WrestleMania, period. I was about that life. (laughs) <laughs> and so we got to sit there and watch wrestlemania from start to finish which was this amazingly magical moment to me <laughs> you know what i mean it was just kind of like ah i wish we can watch it and boom we got to watch the show and it was one of those things that kind of cemented my love of wrestling it was like wrestling was there for me when um i didn't have friends in school you know and um love like, <laughs> ironically those same people who introduced me to wrestling or got me involved anyway um i didn't have friends and so but i had wrestling and the point being was like whenever we had other wrestling fans and you get to hang around other wrestling fans and talk to them it's like being part of a clique it's like being part of a group i know i said the word clique that was a slip-up i should have like totally pushed that um like being a part of a special group being a wrestling fan and um I never forget that. I never forget that feeling of us as wrestling fans supporting each other, no matter what other people thought, but like kind of having that feeling of friendship and and togetherness and hanging out. Um, And that's kind of what wrestling has meant to me for a long time is, is like being with people that I really enjoy being around, sharing something that we, that we both that we all love and uh, being a part of that group, you know, belonging. It meant belonging to me. Um, so fast forward down the road, uh, (laughs) as I start to kind of get out of wrestling, you know, I'm getting older and I'm in high school, I'm liking girls, you know, whatever. And I'm starting to fall out. Then there was the, the ultimate warrior and Papa Shango vomiting incident that pretty much shut the door for me. So I was like, you know, a sideways fan at that point. And, uh, I, I fell out of wrestling, you know, I, I wasn't as strong a fan. So I'm moving on and I'm in college and my little brother, Christian Uncage, he likes Christian Costas, whatever. Um, Christian Costas, <laughs> he was getting older and I wasn't able to hang out with him. And I was we were always close. I always determined I was gonna be close to him. Um so I was in college. I was yeah. I was in the college at the time. He was probably what? six, seven, eight, around that age. Um Maybe a little bit older. He's going to say he was older, but whatever. He was a kid to me. And I miss hanging out with him because he was a cool kid. We really got along. I used to take him to places with me, and we'd hop on the bus and go to football games and go to the football games to the very school he ended up playing for later on down the road. But um, he was a special kid, and we had a great bond. And I was missing that bond when I was in college because I always, I always would— be home for it during the summer and would leave back to school, and then his birthday would come, and like my parents would throw him his awesome birthday bash with like costumed superheroes and all kinds of stuff that I was never at and so it was like it bummed me out. I wanted to be a part of that, you know I missed that part, and so I was kind of worried that, as you know, I came back, I wouldn't have that connection with Christian anymore, but it's terrible happens that he was a wrestling fan. And so, um, it was like a chance for us to connect again. It was a chance for us to kind of like bond over something and wrestling became the thing that we started to bond over. I would, um, go to Aunt Jerry's house (laughs) every Sunday, it seemed like, to watch a pay-per-view. It was during the Monday Night Wars when I returned home from school, home from Tuskegee, Alabama, which we'll come back later in the story. That's why I didn't get into it just now. But, um... I would, um, go and hang out with him and, and watch wrestling and his best friend, this kid named Jimmy. You know him as Jimmy Jam. He would come over and watch wrestling and, and his kid was really smart, really great kid and, um, could talk wrestling with me. He can keep up with me a lot. I always was surprised at how much he can keep up with me. And, cause I knew my stuff and he knew his stuff. And I always thought this kid's a lifer. <laughs> he's going to know his wrestling better than me at some point. And so like me and Jimmy and Christian, we would hang out and watch wrestling and talk. And I remember these kids were a lot younger. So at, at this point, he's probably like 12, 13. And you know, I'm like 20 something, <laughs> but we would hang out and, and just have great time together. We we're playing video games and watching wrestling and laughing and talking about it. It was, it was a great time. You know, it was a great time for me hanging out with my little brother, and, and making sure I was a part of his life. And and being a part of his life meant something to me because I didn't want him to go the wrong way. I was always worried about him going the wrong way or something happening with him becoming not the type of kid I want him to be. <laughs> so um, he didn't. He stayed a fabulous kid. I know I wasn't because of me. It was I was a part of it, but it wasn't because of me. It's because he's a great dude. And um again seeing him on that right path was very important. And so being able to hang out and talk wrestling just helped me be a part of his life. And it was it was important to me. And again, it was here it was wrestling again coming back to to be a friend to me, you know, wrestling to support me, wrestling to, to make me part of a clique, make me a part of a group. And uh, I was belonging again with wrestling and it was cool. So it was like we, we did a lot of cool stuff We went and saw his very first wrestling match Was at uh, was the Royal Rumble San Jose Convention Center um, Main event Was not the Royal Rumble actually But it was the one where Mick Foley came out three different times He came out as uh, I almost said Bubba Love <laughs> He came out as Dude Love He came out as Cactus Jack And he came out as Mankind It was the um Royal Rumble where Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker had the casket match I believe this is where Shawn Michaels hurt his back actually that sent him out for a few years ironically right that was we were at that show and it was Kane came out at the end and set the casket on fire and I remember watching Christian's face that was it was I would turn around just look at him when certain things happened it was just like this face of awe like holy shit I'm living this moment it was just like that was the reward to me. You know what I'm saying? Taking him to that match, watching his face light up and just kind of like this amazement when all these things went down. And it was like coolest shit ever. And so what happened, especially with me, I get imprinted easily. So it started imprinting these, like wrestling was always associated with these great feelings, you know, Um, from hanging out with, with Christian to like my own dad. It reminded me of my own father taking me to matches and take me to the cow palace to see kamala versus hulk hogan in the main event and my dad taking me to henry j kairos in oakland and he hated driving to oakland this is back in the 80s where oakland was a forbidden land and he hated driving to oakland but uh, my father who's an awesome dude um very very amazing man he was also a wrestling fan um my great-grandmother his grandmother was a wrestling fan she would take him to matches at the cow palace and he would talk about seeing bobo brazil and pepper gomez and high chief peter maivia and he spoke very highly of this one dude um i don't know if you heard of him pat patterson he always talked about how nobody could beat pat patterson he was always on top and he talked about the crippler ray stevens and these are guys now that i learned like or some of like just the top guys not only in, in the San Francisco wrestling scene within all of the industry. And, and my dad got to see those guys work and he talked about how good they were. So it's, it's funny, like how I hear stories from wrestlers, but I hear stories from my dad about these guys, about how good they were. And so just having that growing up and, and like knowing my dad who worked tirelessly, um, night in, night out, worked overtime did everything he could to support me going to Catholic school and my sister going to Catholic school. Um, he, he worked hard and I know he was tired. I remember we went to the, I was talking about the Henry J. Kaiser. We went there and I got to see, um, War Games, which was an amazing night. One of my favorite experiences at wrestling. I got to see War Games and this was the match beyond versus, let's see, who were the teams? It was the four horsemen. The four horsemen comprised of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Barry Wyndham, and of course, James J. Dillon against the team of Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, the Road Warriors, and Precious Paul Ellery. And this is an incredible show. I want to say the opener was Sting and Larry Zbyszko. That's how crazy dope this show was. Um, I had a, a fantastic time. And I remember at one point, I want to say during the Match Beyond. The Match Beyond, I like saying that. During that time, I turned around to my dad. and He's kind of in the seat, head to the back, knocked out, sleep why because he was so tired no he wasn't faded he was very tired you know my dad worked overtime that night but he made sure to get me these tickets to the wrestling show that i really had to see i had to see war games coming to town and him being a wrestling fan he he got it he he understood i hate it's a big match you got to be there and so he supported that no matter how tired he was no matter how how much he hated driving to oakland he made sure i got to multiple shows in the east bay He he um Like I said, he's an amazing man, and I'm lucky to have him as a dad. If I can be like just half the father he was or is, I I would have accomplished a lot in my life. So um, again, wrestling to me became something that was associated with family, with uh, people that love me, being a part of this group, being and and belonging. And so um, fast forward, I know I jumped way back. I did a way back machine move there we went into the past and talked about a uh, very special moments for me that involved wrestling. Um, fast forward, wrestling became something that me and my little brother bonded over, which was like, honestly, I couldn't have asked for a better scenario just because, like I said, how much he meant to me. So let's jump back real quickly into, um, I wanted to give you, uh, a, another part of wrestling that like came out of nowhere and it's like, pays off or as plays a, a part of my life today and that's um my man b squared b squared who was a part of the click cast that's right um this is a guy that i hung out with in school i went to tuskegee university which is a small black college in tuskegee alabama yeah we're considered the part of the black ivy league whatever but um i attended this school four and a half years graduated that summer in 96 what um and i met a guy named brent who was just this really solid stand-up dude we would play cards together we'd hang out and laugh and drink i'm going to say it. i don't care your kids here here's it we'd hang out and drink together um <laughs> i remember him telling me about his uh first date with his now wife and how she sang to him and how it was magical. And I remember watching this dude talk, and I was like, holy shit, this beat, our boy B is head over heels. Not this beat, that's wrong. My boy B is head over heels, you know what I'm saying? It was like clear after the first date. So, um, later we both found out they were both wrestling fans, um, which kind of took our friendship to a different level. Again, being a part of this group, I know I keep saying it, being a part of a clique being a, a, a belonging now it, it went it took our friendship for being hey we're buddies we're good we're good friends so now we're part of a group together that we didn't even know because as wrestling fans you don't necessarily tell everybody especially back then you don't necessarily tell people you gotta make sure they're cool because you're gonna get a bunch of shit one way or the other so um I found out we are wrestling fans, and so we would talk about wrestling. We would hang out in the room and and go back and forth. What about this guy? And go to and, and just you know, you know how wrestling fans do. We start throwing out names and matches and storylines and scenarios and things you remember. It. And if they know this, if they ever saw that type of move. And I remember he was the first person to tell me about somebody doing a figure four with their arms. And it turns out that was Dean Malenko, right? The Texas Cloverleaf. And, um, it was just like this great bond happened. And, um, you know, we both graduated, they go our separate ways. Thanks to Facebook, you know, we're able to keep in touch. And, uh, we're still both wrestling fans. And when I just thought about creating a podcast, I told him long before I, I had him in mind to be a part of this. And, um, not only did that work out well for me, he uh, has been a significant part of the click cast. He's um, helped us make a lot of strides technically that I would have never done on my own. I would have never understood how to do on my own. Um, he's the engineer for a reason. And, and, and more so, he's my friend. You know what I'm saying? And I just appreciate his friendship and I appreciate him, um, uh, standing up for the cast the way he does. And like, I'm, like, I'm going to keep continuing saying why we do this, why I love this. Wrestling makes you a part of something if if <laughs> if you do it right. You know what I mean? You become a part of a group, and that's so cool. And it's for kids like me who weren't a part of a group, who weren't included, who weren't um, considered, you know, people's friends or somebody they wanted to hang out with. So when I had wrestling, I was a part of something. Um. Okay, so fast forward to back. I know fast forward again, back and forth, back and forth. B squared comes in. He starts helping us make technical strides. Um, then there's T Fly, and I'm going to talk a little bit now about the uh, the people who made the cast so far. Something that came to light. She, um, T Fly, is my lady friend. Um, <laughs> we've been together for some time now, and uh, she encourages me. I talked about, you know, I want to put together these these people, and I want to do a podcast because I feel like. It's just something that makes me feel good. And I just want to do it. It wasn't about, you know, anything other than getting together with a group of fans and talking about something that we love. And she encouraged it. She, you know, helped me put together this, this small studio I have. And she created the Facebook page and she created the Instagram page and she puts out content regularly and she's a great administrator. She um, has just been there to to support what was been my dream, and and not only from like just the outside looking in, she became a part of it. You know, we went to the uh, New Japan show at at the Cow Palace, at the legendary Cow Palace. We attended the New Japan show together, and she loved it. You know, she was super excited and talked about it and just watches wrestling with me when she can, and it's just great to have somebody who supports your vision, your dream, or just supports something that you care about. And, and that's why I'm here. I'm, I've been surrounded by people who support and love me and, and saw that I, I thought we could do something together special, and they supported it. You know, those people being my little brother, Christian and Cage, um, T-Fly, my lady, um, B-Squared, Jimmy Jam, People, Everybody has brought something to the table That's been so valuable Everybody's contributed um, And it's just It's cool It's cool to to take something that you love That being wrestling And being able to um, try to share that With other people And have fun with it and, and, and do what a lot of wrestling fans like to do Is talk about it <laughs> We love talking about wrestling So um, that's what brought me here that's what brought out the click cast, is the fact that I got to be a part of this group who um, loves and supports me and who I love and I'll do anything for obviously. And I, I get to talk with these guys that I care about and I hang and I don't get to hang out with all the time, but we get to get together, you know, once a week and talk about wrestling. And that's what I want to bring to the audience that we're trying to create. I want to bring to you. I want to show you a bunch of guys who get together once a week to talk about what they love, talk about pro wrestling, talk to pro wrestling fans about what we like, about what we don't like, what's ridiculous, and what was like what is awesome <laughs> this is awesome see I' going with that, but um, to talk about those things and that's what the click class is supposed to be that's what it's trying to be that's what I'm hoping it becomes and I just wanted to give you our origin story. <laughs> and and let you know why we here why we think we can be a part of somebody's daily or weekly listening whatever whatever you want to call that their listening tracks i want to i want to be a part of somebody's weekly listening podcast uh whatever so that's why i do it um it's it's nice to belong and with this group i finally belong and wrestling let me belong and it and it, and it it's always kind of been there for me. And I want to share that with others. And yeah, that's what the ClickCast is going to be about. Hopefully you take the time to listen to us. Um, God, I'm going to say it again. We are located on Spotify. We're located on iHeartRadio. You can find the ClickCast on our Facebook page um Instagram, ClickCast333. And now on Twitter. We just want to put this out on Twitter for the first time. So um give us a chance. Give us a listen. Hopefully you'll listen to already shows we to our past shows we already have out there with the whole click But today was just me trying to give you our a little bit of our origin story. How this came to be and, and why we think we deserve to be in your homes. So um hopefully you'll listen, like I said. Thanks. And um, hope to see you out there. Or, yeah, you know what I mean. Hope to hear us out there at some point. Uh, Quick cast out. (laughs) Bye.